I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Off Day Podcast Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. That's no, a really interesting point. Andy. This Next microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, 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 Hannibal. Mr. on weei.com. Another episode of the Off Day Podcast Off Season Edition. But there's always stuff to talk about with this team and Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels, free agency, all that good stuff. So where are you starting? Start with Tom Brady. Okay. Nothing really has changed. Um, well. well, I guess, has your opinion changed? Like, has your, you were going back and forth. I, think the I was going to say, which talked. one of my opinions? You've been going back and forth. Where do you stand now? Um, I think he comes back. Do you? Yeah. I don't think he's going to be willing to wuss out. Using wuss Good now word. instead of the other option. Um, but I still, I don't know, because I think they're going to play hardball with him. They're both playing hardball with each but other. But I think they're going to play hardball with him knowing he doesn't want to leave. They're going to manipulate him. That's what the Patriots do. They try to leverage whatever opportunity they have. And I think you would say, well, they wouldn't do that to Tom Brady. They wouldn't do that to the GOAT 20 years into his career. They're going to do that. And I think they will. I think they will try to leverage the idea that he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to play elsewhere. There's not a lot of great options to play elsewhere because Josh McDaniels is back. You know, that whole theory, oh, he'll just go somewhere with Josh McDaniels. I thought there's like eight to 12 teams that are going to be interested. So, But you're Oh, I think there's plenty of teams interested. Right. Why would Brady be interested? I'm with you. Because I don't think he wants to go run a team's offense. I think there'd be plenty of teams. But are there teams where he can go and bring a coach? Or has he... Because Peyton Manning didn't really do that. He brought an offense. Right. And then taught them the offense and ran his but, offense. But if Brady's been skipping out on OTAs and you know wants to spend more time with his family right. is, and is reluctant to work with younger receivers, why is he going to want to do that? To prove something. I mean, that's if he snaps, if he reaches a point where he snaps... That, that was my whole argument I had with um, Nick Cattles. Was it Nick Cattles? I don't know, somebody. One of those I had an argument with one of the fill-in hosts, and it was, if he decides to leave, that's step A. I'm out. Screw you. You're not leveraging me. You're not pushing me around. Bleep it. I'm gone. Double yep. barrels out the door. Then I figure out where I'm going. It's not like he would say, oh, LA's a better option, or Minnesota's a better option, or this is a better option. It's bleep you. This is divorce. And then I find somewhere else to sleep. Now, the how next do the night. Patriots get him to come back? Because it would probably have to be before the March 18th deadline, because they're not going to want to pigeonhole themselves into thirteen and a half million dollar dead cap. They want it to be six and a half. Oh, so, it's going to hold the whole. I but, wrote that but, last so, week. It but, holds the whole how offseason can the, How can the Patriots say to to Brady, "Look, we're going to give you help"? No, but he's not a moron. See, that's the whole point so of the can, chicken game here. His leverage is okay. We can extend this out. You can't re-sign Kyle Van Oy. You can't re-sign well, Jamie no, Collins. I'm saying it's like they want Brady. Obviously, wants better personnel. 
but the Patriots can't give him that better personnel until after he would sign the deal. But so he it's also, sort, so no, it's sort of a promise. But his leverage is to push it off as far as possible. Yes. Using that leverage means the Patriots offseason is held hostage. They can't do anything. True. They can't sign um, Collins. They can't sign Van Oy. They the can't Cordy, do whatever yeah. they might do. Tooney, yes. Because they don't know what their cap situation is going to be. They don't know what they're putting towards the quarterback position. Is it my idea where they're just putting $13 million in dead money, Jarrett Stidham's salary, and Blake Bortles for a million dollars? Because if so, then that's fine. That's $15 million. They've shaved money off of last year's contract. Would you do that? Would I do what? Bortles and Stidham? For, Bortles and, you know, anyone. What do you mean by what would you do that? Would you? I would sign Tom Brady. The best bridge quarterback you'll find on the market, his name is Tom Brady. He wears number 12, and you've known him for 20 years. He's the best bridge quarterback. Even with the money, though? Yes. Okay. Because the money you make work. It's not that big a deal. I've sort here's of gone a, Here's today. a dirty little secret. Quarterbacks make money. Right. Everybody try, oh, I'm not bringing him back at X percent of the cap. Jackasses, every team pays a quarterback a lot. Well, and if they don't, it's because he's on a rookie deal. Everyone's talking about the Kraft quote from 2013 or 14 with the 18 and 20 percent of the cap. Well, that's changed. Like, things in the NFL have yeah, changed. Like, teams pay quarterbacks. Correct. If you want a quarterback, if you want a quarterback who's at decent. Now, you can go the Stidham-Bortles route, and guess where you'll be? Uh, like the Bills? You thought this offseason was early. Wait till next year. Right. Because I don't see any way that they make the playoffs with that team. Unless they dramatically nope, increase the nope, offense. Nope. I don't care. Nope. You dramatically increase this. Quarterbacks win. So we're Maybe not going to sign Derrick Henry and just run the ball like them. Probably I'll be not. for it. Be, but be, be nice talking about it. No, it's here. it's a game of chicken. It's a high priced game of chicken between Kraft and Belichick and Brady. More more I would say Kraft and Brady. Do you I think, think when do you think they get into a room and start talking? That's a great question. March? Like March first? I was thinking after the combine. Like they get back Who extends an olive branch. I bet it gets to a point where the, someone Bill or says, We gotta get this done. Like free energy's coming up. I need an answer. Yeah, like, I think he learned his lesson last year with Gronk. Will will he be prepared to talk about it by March? Well I'm, he's, I'm just he's had not a couple sure. weeks. He's had a couple weeks. Not sure. Um, so nothing nothing's new with Brady. Nothing will be new until probably after the combine. Well, unless you read the real estate listings. We're not gonna look into real estate. As you're you're gonna write a column, I think, for the website. I was thinking of it, but now I know if I'm allowed to. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. Because who gives a rat's ass where his house is? I agree. Do you? No. The house he will be living in moving forward is where they want to lay down roots. Right. So if it's Connecticut, I mean, Adam Schefter was the one who jumped on the, he's put his house up for sale. Now, you could say that's a red herring ruse, that Schefter did that at Brady's direction. I want yep. everybody to know my house is for sale. I want everybody to think it's a big deal. I'm negotiating. This is all negotiation. Well, I don't think that was Schefter. I think that was just like out there. No, but he was the one who used Adam oh, who, Schefter who, who used that, stirs right, the drink. Right, right. In NFL world, Adam Schefter stirs no, the drink. He if he reports report it and says that. it, yeah. then he, it becomes the story. It becomes right. the narrative. He said his house is for sale. His trainer's house is for sale. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Yes. So he said the least likely scenario. I think you could argue all of that was doing his buddy a favor. I'm going to just sell myself out, Tom. You've been good to me over and the I years. I think Brady was this. in a different mindset during the season. Like, he was all fed up with, and he was probably like, F these guys. But I think now that he's, you know, moved on from the season, he probably take a, a step back and realized, hey, my best chance to win is probably in New England. Well, I would disagree with that, but I think there's plenty of other teams that are better than the Patriots. Okay. If, if it was literally his best chance to win, I don't I think the Patriots are in the top. Best chance to win while also being happy and, and from being, you know, best okay. Best situation. With, yeah, the best Let's situation. Say best situation. Yes. Because I wouldn't argue that their best chances in New England. Who is your best chance to win? Uh, I certainly think I like Minnesota. I think Minnesota would be a team that would really be good for him. Um, San Francisco, if something happens. I mean, if you're just picking a team, 
Okay. Like San Francisco, I think the would be realistic a team. options. Minnesota. Okay. Uh, sorry, I kicked something. <laughs> uh, Minnesota offers offense, defense, dome, comfort. I think there's a lot of reasons to say his best chance to win could be with the Minnesota Vikings. All right, there'll be more talking about. You hear Brady. my song? No. Tom Brady on the Minnesota uh, Vikings. There'll be more talk about Brady down the road. Uh, you think? Josh probably. Josh every week. Daniels. Every freaking week we'll have to talk about it. Sure will. We'll probably be starting every podcast with Tom Brady. Probably. Josh it's the Daniels. biggest story in sports. He will be staying in New England. As far as we know. Unless Brady takes him He's somewhere else. He's not going to Cleveland. He's not going to Cleveland. There's no other head coaching openings at this moment. So at this moment. You never know. All indications say he's going to— Red Sox re- didn't have an opening until yesterday. This is true. <laughs> Things are fluid in the sports business. They sure are. Uh, uh, yes. Now, so you wrote that it's a—what what was you write? All I said good. it's nothing but good thing for the Patriots. It cannot be argued that it's a bad thing because there are no, fans— No, it's not a bad there thing. There are fans— It could be that, argued it's irrelevant. There are fans that were ripping Joshua Daniels, and he was the scapegoat for the team, and like that's just not ripping true. Ripping him how? You already saw the tweets during the game. Oh, they wanted him out of town. Yeah. yeah. Those, you know what those are called? They're blaming him for the offense. Mo Rons. Yes. First name Mo, last name Rons. Those people are stupid, and if they actually knew football and watched what took place this year, they'd know Josh McDaniel schemed up more of the offense than you could ever give him credit for. I don't know if it's you or someone else has said this, and I've kind of taken along with it, but if you're going to blame... Tom Brady is the same thing as Josh Daniels. If you give J- Brady the benefit of the doubt that he didn't have any weapons Correct. to work with... You can make the same They're thing for Josh McDaniels. They're 1,000% paired. Just like over the years when you give them credit for better running game, better O-line, better tight ends. They did it with tight ends. They did it with Dink and Dunk. They right. got Moss. Blah, 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 blah. They're, they're the same thing. You either take them positive or you take them negative, but they have to stay together. They're so, tied. Like, my thing was like when the... you break a finger and you know they do the little tape, yeah. that's them. They're taped together. My thing in the column was, so if Josh Daniels had better personnel, you think he would not have scored on first and goal from the one-yard line? Of course not. Right. All he needed was a fullback named James Devlin. That, that's sort of my. Of a, that, that's the point. Uh, instead of a mother bleeper that fell down on his face, <laughs> instead of running through a face, he fell on a face. Do you think McDaniel's returning to the Patriots affects Brady's decision at all? Uh, not really. So I think it's a, it's above his pay grade, they would, as they would say. But you, if the Patriots had a brand new, well, let me let's let's talk this out. Let, let's hash this out a little bit. The only way I think it could affect it is if Josh has influence over Belichick. I don't think it what? affects it. Yeah, we need to bring Brady back. Yeah, let's go an extra $5 million to bring Tom back. Let's do one more year. If he has the ear of the coach, if their world really is opened and intertwined and all that, whatever you want to call that, it's like Rocky when he's running with Apollo on the beach and they hug. It's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, but that's the only way. Not like Tom says, oh, Josh is back. I want to go back. Not in that way. It would be, could Josh influence the actual well, see, I look decision? At it more of like a negative like, if Josh wasn't back, I think that decreases the chances of Brady coming back. Because yeah. do, do you think Brady's going to want to work with some random offensive coordinator that he doesn't know? The scheme hasn't changed. How do you know that? What the scheme the, hasn't changed in 20 years. But I'm saying, what if the new OC comes in and wants to oh. change it up? What do you think the chances of that happening are? Good? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Now, if they bring in a new quarterback, I think, and Josh had left, then I think there's a good argument to be made that... They want to evolve. They want to blah, 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 do right. modern offensive things and run in college and all that crap. But if Tom's here, the offense is going to stay the same. No question. Okay. And it's also, no matter who the quarterback is, it's a good thing that Joshua Daniels is back. Like, would you trust some random OC that you have no idea to work with Jared Stidham, Cody Kessler, not Cody, Cody Kessler, any of I these? I thought he was the starter. When are we doing that podcast? It's still in the running. I know, but do you still believe it? I think there's still a chance. Do you believe it that Bell, Bill fell in love with him and said, here's my bridge quarterback? I think he could be given an opportunity at training camp. You just won't say anything, will you? 
What? Do you still believe that Bill fell in love with him and that's his bridge quarterback? No. Okay, thank that was, you. That was a theory that I had in the podcast. Now, if it comes true, I'm absolutely going to pull, As you should. We're gonna pull the audio. I would and, go all in on it right now. It's but, the beauty of these but things. But my history with uh, third-string backup quarterbacks isn't great. <laughs> I was going to say Spotty would be calling it uh, the upside. It's not great. Although Dan Yetling did sign a futures contract with the Falcons. So did like 8,000 people. <laughs> I'm just the league is my, very large right just now. Just give him my Dan Yetling update. Okay, we all need that. Anything else on McDaniels? Um... The best 32 options are not head coaches in the National Football League right now, I would argue. Don't tell me Josh McDaniels doesn't deserve to be a head coach in the NFL. I would agree. Okay. Oh, let's get to the the him not going to Carolina and the Giants. Like, Do you think Bill screwed him by delaying his Intentionally timeline? screwed him or circumstantially screwed him? Circumstantially. I think circumstantially he screwed him a little bit. But for what? But I don't job? think Josh wanted that job. But that's my point. Like, he and was, I think Bill knew that, so Bill's right. probably comfortable. I think the Giants knew that too. Right. Like you're going to interview the best guy, but he's not going to come work for Gettleman. And if Carolina really wanted Josh or Daniels, couldn't they have waited two yeah, days? Yeah, I don't really understand what on, went on there. I know there was all kinds of reports and Tepper got pissy, and I don't really buy it necessarily. Like if these teams really wanted Josh or Daniels, they could have waited two days. It right. wasn't like Bill is making them wait till after the Super Bowl or weeks. It was literally two days. The Carolina Panthers should be the number one team in the preseason AP college football poll because they have a very good college coaching staff. They are now, I don't know uh, if they can coach in the NFL. Brady now Brady, too. Yeah. The offensive pass not not even offensive corner. Passing game coordinator from LSU, Joe Brady. Yeah, I found that interesting during the national I mean, I don't really follow college football all that, but, like, he doesn't even call the freaking plays. No, and he never has. And didn't he win, like, assistant of the year? Yes. How? He doesn't do anything. The world we – you know he's been a coach for five years. Yes. He was a graduate assistant in 15. And then – Went to the Saints, where he was, like, eighth in line at the Saints. Right. Because Sean Payton's the offensive – or whatever, play right. caller. Pete Carmichael is the offensive coordinator. So at the very least, he was third in line for any meeting that held, like, actual decisions or right. game planning. And now, give him credit. He, he turned put up LSU's offense one of the greatest death. seasons ever no at a place that's known for Leonard Fournette and a cloud of dust. Right. Like, But I then mean, it's also like, how much you weren't even calling the freaking place. Yeah, I don't know. And he had, I mean, we could find out that he had Andrew Luck. Because I've said this all along. I think Joe Burrow was the best prospect since Andrew Luck. I yep. freaking love him. And you could just find out, huh? I don't. Whoa, hot take. Stop the podcast. Do we have to do a whole side podcast on this? You don't like Joe Burrow? Not as a, I think he's a great player. Just, I think his attitude's like. Oh, the cigar was questionable. The ring sizing was questionable. That, the, the, what was it? The hat, the big dick Joe. You see that? I didn't see that. Yeah. Excuse me? His hat, his hat. We're allowed to say that on here? Yes. His hat that he wore after the game said that. Big dick Joe. Yeah. So is it accurate? Is it like I just I just don't like his whole attitude. You know that's Nick Foles. Yeah, big Nick Foles. <laughs> I just don't like his attitude. Um, there's there's some questions. There's a difference there. between being confident and like just over the top. I also cocky don't like and, his look. His look. I tell you, he looks like the aging Macaulay Culkin when he started to dabble in drugs in like his teen years after Home Alone. That's valid. It concerns me. It's valid. Um, other than that, the way he plays is 
phenomenal. Yes. No in this question. era of, oh, you got to be a running quarterback or you got to be this, you got to be Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow can do it all. Anything you need him to do, Joe Burrow can do. You want to run read option? He'll run the damn read option you for you. Throw a deep you want to drop back and throw a bomb? He'll drop back and throw a bomb and he'll give you everything in between. Find that guy over in the middle, he can do that too. Yes. The most as, disappointing, as... not to go down a separate podcast hole, but the most disappointing aspect of that game was, I was it the first play of the game where he scrambled like a, a oh, yes. maniac and, he, and, and then the guy was downfield? Yeah. And by the way, the guy was not just downfield. I mean, ten he was like yards. 10 yards downfield. But it wiped out like another play of the year because he had a same play like that against Auburn maybe or somebody where he did the exact same thing and it was yeah. one of the plays of the year. But uh, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, and I would be scared to death if I was a Carolina Panthers fan. We gave Matt Rule, yep. who's three games over 500 in his college career, I Something believe. Something like that. Not, uh, not now, a did a nice record. job at Baylor. And, I, and I've said this. Baylor was Nothing. a couple steps above Penn State in terms of reclamation projects right. and did a nice job. But Temple 60 mi- No, I know. Temple, that's fine. Everybody has success at those. That's how they become names. Right. You you do something at one of those jobs and then you become a name. That doesn't – who was the last really good college coach turned NFL That's coach? what I was going to say. It's only like – And don't give me Bill O'Brien because Bill O'Brien was in the NFL forever with right. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. It's not like it's this new hot thing you have to do and you know, no. get these – it's just sort And of- if it was, wouldn't you go Lincoln Riley? You would think. Like if you're all hot and bothered to get a, a college coach, Lincoln Riley would be my guy. You would think. Now, Matt Rule may be a nice man. I didn't really like the whole spiel, the first press conference. Everything matters. The way I park my car matters. Right. The way I walk to the practice field matters. It doesn't. Well, All Joe Judge's press conference. Uh, Joe Judge, I didn't love, but I didn't hate. Joe Judge is in an interesting spot. He, I'm impre- be... he impressed me because I didn't have He's high hopes fine. going into it. I mean, there were some hard-o moments. Yeah. Like the, uh... Surprised he didn't drop any F-bombs. Surprised neither. I didn't know he could say sentences without F-bombs. For how long did we talk? But I don't know. It, he gave across a vibe that I didn't think he would give off. How so? Like he got the room. Like oh, I think the, he has that. I didn't think he had that. Oh, beforehand. I did. I think he can be a bit of a jerk sometimes. Quickly. I also think he could just get tuned out when they're two and four and he's f bombing people. And that's the problem. He's tries to pull into. a Belichick or whatever. We'll see. They all say they're not going to try to be Belichick. How and much does do. he be himself? Because if he's not himself, but that's, but that's what he says. He's, he's not going to be Bill Belichick. No, but they all say he's that. He's not going to be Nick Every Saban. one of them says I know, that. I and know. then Josh McDaniels showed up in a gray hoodie with the Denver Broncos and tried to be Bill Belichick and fell on his face. And I think now he would learn how to be Josh McDaniels. I think Billy O'Brien is the closest thing. Nope. Excuse me. Brian Flores. What about Brian Flores? He's not Bill Belichick. Yeah, we'll see. He's not. Okay. I think he's shown that in this first year. Okay, we'll like see. Like, he's cleaned house. Like, he got rid of like his entire coaching staff. Right. That's what Belichick would do. I don't think so. Very Belichickian. What to just get rid of your own guys? Like he's know. he's screwing guys he brought in there. Like look, poor Chad O'Shake leaves his job well, in England. Be very Belichickian to cut. Boom! I drafted but Kevin it's, O'Connell. It's he blows. It's, it's different with it. players and coaches. To no, me. I know. I don't know what Flores is, but to me, because I don't, Flores is an incomplete. On right. a season that didn't matter, he won some games late. Like the season flat out li- literally didn't matter. No, they no. decided that in the off season. Right. So we'll see where it goes. And my guy Billy O'Brien fell on his face again. Any other coaching things we need to get to before we discuss free well, agents we, for the we've Patriots? touched on it. There's been no advancement of the story, but Josh McDaniels returns. Does that mean that Dante Scarnecchia returns? Certainly is better than him. Not. It's more directly tied in those two than Brady. I would agree. So we'll see where but that goes. The no news is good news, I think, uh, on that We also front. found out that I was right, as always, uh, because in a little buried sentence in one of his uh, things about Josh McDaniels, Tom Curran 
reported how much more active Nick Casario was in the offensive game planning meetings this year. And as I expected, I told you last week, other than the financials, which I don't know how they would have worked that out, if Josh had left, I think there was a chance Nick Casario would have been an option for offensive coordinator coming off a season in which he apparently helped run the offense. Now we'll see what happens now because that's a nice segue by me. I yes, planned it. I didn't just nice. stumble into it. Very nice. Um, another, oppor- another guy with supposed opportunities who may not have opportunities because the Houston Texans are, uh, according to our friend uh, John McClain out of the Houston I Chronicle. Then, I think Bill O'Brien said this at his press conference. Sort of, but... McClain added to it. I mean, he called him the GM. Like, yeah. there's no... He's the GM. He There's only one person higher in the organization. It's Hal McNair, whatever yes. the McNair family is. So... They are not doing anything in Houston other than what they're doing right now, which the way John McClain writes it, Billy O'Brien is the GM without the title GM. The assistant GM is Jack Easterby, formerly the life coach and whatever with the Patriots. Tons of experience with I, personnel. No idea how that works, and we'll see how it works or does not it work. It hasn't worked though great so far. But Nick argue. Casario, whose contract reportedly runs out in April, Yep. where's he going? I mean, What's he doing? We've always seen that jobs sometimes own up after the drafts, but they're usually not good ones. And if his contract runs out, does he just let it run out and take a walk after the draft? Like, how would that work timing-wise? Agreed. I, think, I find it weird. Well, I think that's probably something that, that maybe have already— Right, like Mayock got hired after—no, did he get hired after a draft? Did, Mayock did was, Gruden leave the staff in place, run the draft, and then can him? I think it's so. It's very common, though. A lot of those scouts, and they, they can him right after the draft. Uh, Bill Belichick did it here. But if you're if you're Nick Casario or even Bill Belichick, wouldn't you want an answer for Casario for the future? Like, I, I would think. Like, you wouldn't want Nick to run your draft, and then all of a sudden, in, you know, well, May 1st, be like, pump see Pump the ya. brakes. Nick's not running anybody's draft. Bill Belichick runs the draft. I think Nick has more responsibility than people give him credit for. No, I think he has these a right amounts of responsibility. People that he's Belichick's right hand man. He's very valuable. Bill makes ulti- a lot of money. Ultimately, makes the decision. Correct. But Nick, as he always but, has. But Nick's input's pretty strong. Uh, I don't know. I do. I don't. Like he's been rolled out at these press conferences. He's given more. Because Bill doesn't want to do it. Could be. That's the bottom line. That's not true. But I have no Bill idea. Bill wanted to do it last year when all the attention was on Nick and he wanted to steal the spotlight. I have no idea if if when Nick says something, Bill's like, oh, that's a good point. I was thinking something totally opposite, but I'll go with you. I don't think it's, I don't think there's a shot in hell of that. I don't think it's that strong. Bill, if he's 50-50, does he just go Nick's way? I don't know that either. I don't know that either. But I know Nick is his right-hand man. Nick is very good. He's very valuable to the organization. I believe Bill when he says he's the most valuable whatever. Does more than any other. That's just a reality. Well, how many other GM in There is nobody. Do you see on the practice field? No, but beyond that, he's running the offense. Right. He's He's the GM. And he has a cannon for an arm. Cannon, not so fast. um, Stronger than Cody Kessler's, I would say. Uh, It's pretty weak, if you ask me. Oh, it is not. It's got a good motion, though. It's pretty strong. I don't think think you've watched it closely enough. You don't go out to practice every day. No, I went to a college workout with him where I stood five feet from every ball he threw with a blister on his hand because he was tired from three previous days of workouts. How many years ago is this? I don't know. Three. Okay. So you think he's lost his arm suddenly at the age of 40? I do. Oh, he has, but Brady hasn't? I do. I see him Check practice. wagon. Do you think Casero's back long-term with the Patriots? He's a little like Brady. Where's he going to go? I kind of agree to him. By the way, I wrote down notes for um, in case there was things we wanted to talk about. I'm going to take it out of my pocket now. That'd be good. First time for everything. Well, pre- preparing. No, no games to cover, no practices. Brady home. Wow. Um, we didn't talk about his, uh, says he has plenty to prove still. He said that with Jim Gray. Yeah. 
No, no, no. But also, uh, he put it in an Instagram post. Oh, the post. Instagram. Instagram and audibly about proof. So my theory on that is he got the stamp of approval from his wife and everything's ready to go and he's ready to go all in on football. He's been pretty active on social media. His new commercial, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care about He's posting he's at the TB12 Center. I hate all of that. Took a jab at Edelman, the rest. Yeah, Edelman. You want to talk about that? <laughs> Hood surfing or whatever they call it? There's something to talk about. Like That's the thing that people are like, oh. There isn't. He's an idiot. Right. He's always been an idiot. He will finish an idiot. But is it a big deal? No. The only notable thing there was that he was apparently hanging out with Amendola and Paul Pierce like right before. Are and they the after. friends that like did they egg him on? Like, you Prob- won't jump on that. I could see him and Dola doing that. Definitely. Oh, you idiot. And then diving in the bushes to get out of there. Right. So it doesn't say Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, TMZ. Right. Um, and but Edelman no, just ni- Amendola's nice friend that bailed him out of jail. And much whatever. ado about nothing. Agreed. I mean, not ideal. Don't get me wrong. No, but like- And again, another thing you can blame on losing to the Dolphins. Because you would have been playing that weekend. He would have been jerking around in California. Right. Beverly Hills. What, th- what else is on your list? Uh... McDaniel's back, Sarah's back, Judge gone. That's about it. So did, what else I, did, you got? I did a good job. You did a fine job. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't sure you've been you go to Red Sox press conferences. Your uh, attention is uh, elsewhere sometimes. I'm hated in the Red Sox Twitterverse as well. Wow. Does anybody like you? I don't think so. What? Okay, let's delve into this for a minute. But, but don't forget questions too. We have questions. Um, why does everybody hate you? I don't know. I I really don't know. I don't really know either. Like half the stuff. I'm not going to say you're the most sociable, outgoing, like bubbly person. But no one but... knows it on Twitter. That's true. Like it's just a, like everything I tweet. Just okay. Let's have people send that in at Off Day Pod. Why is Ryan Hannibal hated on Twitter? Why yeah. does he take such a beating on Twitter? Just for... I have. There's far more reason to hate me. I can be much more of a jack wagon. Than my you thing can. is, I'll just tweet out like a stat, and people just assume like my angle. And when what, what happened to just tweeting out a stat? Right. Like, it, that's part of our job. As my former boss used to say when he brought up a, a random stat, like, and it turned to a huge fight, he said, it's just a fun fact. It's just a stat. But that's... Like, why can't it be? And same fun thing, fact. Same thing with quotes. Like, I, I got crap for tweeting out Brady's quotes from Jim Gray over the weekend. Like, that's my job. It is your job. So, like... If you don't do it, then I'd have to do it. But, I want you it, to do it. But it's, it's, it's my job to cover Tom Brady. Correct. I agree. It's just I don't know people. I think somebody said so, before that it's it's my tone. Maybe I should work on my tone on Twitter. Yeah, like I think sometimes you have tone in podcasts, but that's also part of the job, right? How do you have tone in Twitter? I don't know. Like that's you what, write with tonality. A couple, a couple weeks ago, words? someone said it's it's not the way, it's not what I tweet. It's the the way I tweet. So if tone. you tweeted out Tom Brady threw eight interceptions this season. Period. Send. What's the tone there? <laughs> well, that's the Why thing. you point out his interceptions, exactly. a-hole? Like I thought, Why'd you look at his touchdown? How many did Aaron Rodgers have? But Why'd you look at Aaron Rodgers? But that's like, what it would why turn do they into. do that? That's what it would turn into. Yeah, and, why? And it's me. It's That's what I don't understand. Like, if it was anybody else. I think it's a you problem. Right. Like, if I don't... Anybody else in the beat tweets that out, they get, like, favorites. Uh, no. Ben Volan. Well, that's... Ben Volan gets but I'm sort of like, hammered. Now, he earns it. He but, tries. There's a reason his name is Trollin' Volan. I was going to say, he, he makes an effort to, with the things that he tweets. Well, I will say you are pretty centrist. Is that the term they used in, like, politics? Centrist? For what? For everything you do. Like, I, I think you generally are kind of down the middle. You sometimes go so. a little homery, then sometimes you go a little negative, and then back and forth. Whereas most reporters on this beat, and they have been for years, are either all negative, you know, the Ron Borges, Ben Volan, 
sort of angle or all positive. You know, the old Paul Perillo touchdown twins. There's a lot of positivity on some sides. I think you do a pretty good job of being in the middle, and maybe that gets you extra criticism because neither side has your back. No, 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 but, like, neither side loves you because they think sometimes, you know, the positive thinks you're negative and the negative thinks you're positive. And then neither, neither side really knows if they hate you, so maybe you get everybody criticizing all at once. It's good. That's actually not it's a bad thought. It's working theory. I'm, but glad, I'm glad we talked. At Off Day Pod, send us some uh, reasons why Ryan Hannibal is hated, especially on Twitter. I got to find, go to the Off Day Pod to get our questions. We, we got a few questions. While you do that, I will tell people, please go to iTunes or your podcast provider and leave us a review. I don't. Uh, I know all the other podcasts do this, and we apparently don't do it. Begging enough for reviews and like us and tell us what you think, especially these studio quality podcasts, because yes. generally our our uh, complaints are about audio quality. Oh, you're in one place, he's in the other. The audio is not great. We're in a studio, so the audio should be pretty good. Leave us what you think. Also, leave us topic ideas if you want. Yeah, give us anything. Because we're in the off season, and I actually started my big board today that I'm carrying over from Patriots.com where I do a lot of draft prep and realize it's too early to start it because I'm... (laughs) Because you don't know who's actually declared? They haven't declared yet, and it's so early that I wasn't really aware because like Tua, like some of the big names have declared, but the deadline is actually later this week. Um, So yeah, it was a little premature on my part. You've never had this time to to do that. It's the damnedest thing. That's why I was at the Red Sox press conference today. It was a good press conference, wasn't it? No, it was horrible. I agree. Horrible. But oh. I actually didn't text you this. got two lobster rolls out of it. Son of a bitch. You've been eating more lobster than anybody on the planet for the last month. Were they good lobster rolls? Oh, they were good. Wow. They are good. I'm going to start going to Red Sox press good. conferences. And clam chowder. It's great. When they hire a manager, maybe I'll tag along. Uh, this is from our good friend Christian. If you're Bill, do you cut ties with Brady no matter what he'll re-sign for and go with Stidham? No, absolutely not. We said it earlier. The best you need a bridge quarterback. You're not going in with just Stidham. Unless I mean, I guess if you believe that Cody Kessler could be a bridge, you could go back with Stidham, Kessler, and one other. You need a third quarterback at right. some point. Is that a draft pick? I know uh, Jacob Eason has been a popular pick at number twenty-three in but some to mock me, drafts. You have other needs. Uh, well, you certainly have other needs, but all your other needs fall on their face if you don't find a quarterback. No, I know that, but you just drafted Stidham last year. Like, you can't— Well, but you, in the fourth round, it's not but the first round. They also don't have a number two round, second round pick. Yeah, where'd that go? Uh, Mohamed Sanu. Yes. That's going to come back to bite them in the ass. They also—we've lost focus on this because of the Red Sox cheating scandal. There still has not been any punishment from the league for— uh, Spygate 2.0, or as like we called it, the videotaping uh, misunderstanding. I call it a misunderstanding, not even an incident. Incident, see, that's you with some tone. It's an incident. It's not an incident. It's a misunderstanding. Okay. Um, now, I don't think it's going to be dramatic. I don't think like your it's third not, round picks right. in play. But if that ever happened and you go from first to fourth and eh, you're scrambling. Well, they have th- they're going to have three threes. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not really threes. Those are fours. You know when they come? After the third round. That's true. Can I tell you? Do you need my rant? I guess have I have you had my rant? I know I have. There are how many teams in the National Football 32. League? Okay. So, 3 rounds of the NFL draft would include how many picks? Uh 32 times 3 is 66. Keep trying. Oh jeez. 96. <laughs> so, when those picks come at like 104, is that a third round pick? No, it isn't. There are What do, what do you call it though? Like I call it a fourth round pick. They try to like make you think it's a third round pick when it isn't. Why can't it be like Three plus or three A, three plus. We're gonna call them now. Yeah. No, we we'll call them fourth four? round picks because so that's how it works. So then, what's the actual fourth? Because how does a draft work? Everybody gets a pick, right? Right. So if you if there's a new pick, we've started a new round. 
right? There's 32, 64, 96. But Whoever picks 97, that's the first pick in the fourth round. Not, I, I know your theory. Okay, so they have fourth round picks coming. Thank you. No further questions. Let's move on. Okay. But yes, I would bring Tom Brady back if I were Bill Belichick. Now, I would find a way because I think you can, I think he's a little bit of a sucker. I think he can be manipulated. Totally. I've said this all along. I think his sisters did it to him when he was a little boy growing up. Like, he gets kind of pushed in different directions. I think Bill Belichick did it for the bulk of 20 years here in New England. Keep doing it. Push him. Take advantage. You know he doesn't want to leave. Now, don't be a dick about it, right? Like, don't be so obvious that you right. force him to really blow it up. Because I don't. If, if all things were equal, he'd be back. Right. So, $6.5 million, correct? I have to tack on whatever I sign him if to. If you sign him before March 18th. So, Bill, just give him... 20 million or whatever, or maybe 18, make it around what it was last year. The you cap's gone up 10 million. You can't million. give him a raise, though. That's my thing. Well, you can give him a little raise if you want to. Why not? The cap went up. Did he do his job better than others? Mm, no. There's a lot of people that did their job worse than him. You're talking the team or like quarterback wise? The team. Oh, yes. I think there are a lot of people that. It's fine. Give him a little bit. But in that range, give him a contract. That's one respectable. Year, he'll take it. But I think that's all what Brady wants is some sort of respect. Well, I think he wants a multi-year deal. I think I still think he wants a multi-year deal. Now, is that deal. off the table for you? Um, well, because doesn't that make sense to do that because you can spread out the cap hits more? No, but a real multi-year deal or like a fake, fake multi-year? One? You know. a fake one. Yeah, I would do a fake one and maybe he earns it. And then it doesn't become fake. It becomes real. Right. Because those fake ones can become real if you... You know, unless, decide unless I the can't guy lose voids him. it himself. Right, but now the other thing with Brady is it clearly isn't about the money because if it was, no. he would have, he would have allowed the franchise tag to yeah. be in play because he would have gotten what twenty nine multi year deals. He Commitment. wants respect. Yes. We had a caller on the Mac and Hot show. No, 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 Mutt last week that thinks it's just a game to Brady. That I don't buy into it. I should say first of all, but that if Bill finally said, okay, here's a two year fifty million dollar deal, the old Drew Brees, yep. Tom would go. I don't need that, Bill. I just needed to hear you say it. Now now we'll do a real contract that's team-friendly. That he just wants what? to basically break Bill Belichick, the Black Stallion. He wants to break him. I don't buy it. No! But it's a fun little theory to play. That he breaks him to the point where he gives in to his demands and then and he, says, just kidding, I just needed to hear that from you. How would we ever find that out? It would get out there. Tom Curran, probably. Because probably. Uh, if you beat Bill Belichick in that area, you need to brag about it true. somewhere. You put it on uh, maybe Instagram Live. Instagram, tremendous with AB. Should maybe. we talk about him? Who? Any of those people still want AB back? Uh, no. Good guy? No. Good guy? Yeah. Who said he was a good One guy? One of the worst. Who said he was a good guy? He is a psycho of the nth. Needs help. I'm going to say this, and it's going to be a, a, a hot take of hot takes. I think he's crazier than Aaron Hernandez. He just hasn't turned it into murder yet, it's, which is a, a leap, I know. It's, it's it a is, key connection. But I think he is more consistently crazy than Aaron Hernandez. Well, social media and Instagram weren't super popular back when Aaron Hernandez the was— The point is Aaron Hernandez may have snapped a couple times and killed people. But it wasn't like I think 24 psycho. hours a day, seven days a week, Antonio Brown yes. is out of his mind. Correct. Aaron Hernandez, I was looking through it today, throwing away some old Patriots football weeklies. Let me let, let ask a question here. It's maybe a little late because my uh, um, recycle bin's already out, but— for, there was a point in time where I was saving every Patriots Football Weekly that I wrote. Wow. I spent a lot of them. A boatload like you wouldn't believe. And now I've decided it's stupid. 
So I'm just throwing it no in existence. I know, but that. So do you save your favorites though? I think I'm going to do that. Like I save the Super Bowls through, and... like okay. So you think that's the logical thing to do? Not try to save them all. No. Like there was a little nostalgic side of me, or maybe hoarder side of me that was like, should I really throw these all away? But then I just started throwing them away. See, I would save like the Super Bowl ones, maybe, maybe okay. like maybe like one from each season. That's what I'm going to do. And there's a few stories I liked when I ran the combine for the. You ran the combine? Yeah, I did the whole combine. Oh, the, no, the, I didn't the... run the combine. I ran the combine. You know who put me through it? Uh, Paul. No. Moses. No. Predates Moses. This was like 2003. Who? Two people. Who? Two people who were surprised we'll be back with the Patriots this year. Josh McDaniels and Nick Casario. Wow. They were my guys. Met him in the bubble like 7 in the morning. Put me through all the drills. Nick was the guy throwing. You know how you run down the straight line yep. and they were throwing me yep. back and forth. I was doing all the drills. How many years ago was this? It was a while ago. Yeah, that doesn't. that would not happen in these days. Uh, you never know. With me, maybe. Bill likes me. You think someone from Patriots.com is going to be doing the combine drill? Well, you know, not in light of recent events, but maybe in a couple of years when the dust settles, as they say. Okay, so that was good. I'm glad you validated me throwing those all out and just keeping... Speaking of the draft... Did I have something else, some other point I was making that you cut me off? I don't think so. I'm all over the place here late. Speaking of the draft, Chad Moore asked, do the Patriots have a... Excuse me? Have a... What? What was his name? Chad Moore. Oh. (laughs) I said Chad Moss. No, you you said more, but you said it so quickly that it sounded like Chad Morass. Oh. Chad Moore asks... Yes. Do the Patriots have a legit shot at landing Thaddeus Moss? Would be special. Of course, they have a le- why wouldn't they have a legitimate shot? He's not even like a. He's not a high prospect. No, he wasn't. Now I don't. I haven't gotten into this enough. Like, if he's a second round pick, they don't have a second round pick, but they're going to have multiple fours and threes. They could trade right. up. Like, why wouldn't they be able to get him? I'm not well, even that in love with him. He's fine. No. He before the I, if he before, wasn't Randy Moss's son, the I think the last two the games, I think he only had one or two touchdowns right. all year. If his name wasn't Moss, I don't think anybody would give a rat's ass about him. Correct, especially around here. It's a nice story. It's a great story, and but... I guess that leads us to mention that the tight end class isn't very good. No, it's terrible. We had a slideshow on the website that showed that weeks ago, leading into the playoffs. Uh, another one of our good friends, Michelle Charlotte. I feel like the same people ask the same question. Not the same question. Same people. And I appreciate them as our friends. Well, I wish a few more people no, would ask. we had some different ones. These are just the top ones going on the list. But I'm, I'm fine playing the hits. I love our loyal listeners and emailers and I texters do. and tweeters, even when they make fun of you sometimes. We already actually answered this one. Oh, With McDaniels back, are the odds of Brady coming back much higher? If so, by how much? They're not much higher. I, I think they're sort of not really tied together. I don't think it hurts it in any way. Maybe it helps it marginally. That's like, my thing. Maybe Josh leaves, and whatever they do immediately, Brady doesn't like for some reason. Like, maybe he has a personal thing. But I don't think it would be a huge deal. I think Tom Brady, wherever he plays next year, is doing whatever the hell Tom Brady wants offensively. He's running his offense. And I think the idea that he's upset with the offense and doesn't have a voice in the team anymore, I think that's being overplayed. I agree, too. Okay. Uh, this is a new question. New, new person. Monotone of Bill. What is your guesstimate for Chung's Goodell-driven days off next year? One? Um, yeah, maybe nothing. Maybe nothing. I mean, they was settled. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that would play out. So I I think one would be the high side right. and none would be sort of the, in play. The, the guess at this point? Like Duran Harmon, right? Yeah, you got nothing. Got nothing. Yeah. So I don't... I mean, I mean cocaine... No, and... they're different, but... Uh, the fact that it wasn't 
charged, charged, like adjudicated. The, the charges out. were conditionally dismissed. So if he does nothing else right. wrong, so it was pretty minor. Yeah, my guess is, you know, how everybody immediately said it wasn't his. He wasn't there. Right. Was somebody at like there was a party, but it was, he wasn't involved. It sounds like maybe the prosecution, the DA, whatever, kind of bought that that it wasn't his. That it he wasn't really that involved. Well, I don't know. They said it was a small amount. Right, but I also think like. Even if, if 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 you were found right now in your player to have cocaine in your pocket, I don't think you're necessarily getting away with it. True. So I think the small amount and True. question of who's distance. Cir- yeah. Yeah. So I think it could be a game or nothing, yeah. which would be good for the Patriots if he's still playing for the Patriots. If he's not retiring himself. Started my old big board up. Oh, that's what I was talking about. I started my big board again. Um, so I used an old file just as the template to delete old players. Yep. And I didn't have them anymore because I forgot them all in the pfw world what'd you forget just the digital files i didn't have any of the files so why did you save you save this like on your work computer yes i guess it's yeah. work jackass <laughs> where else would i save it i don't do it for a hobby i was just thinking like google drive or something I, I don't use google drive and when i started this google drive did not exist okay some of us are older than 12 um, you sound like my kids. Oh, I do it on my Google Drive. Oh, it's on my Google Drive. Yeah, open it on my Google. Can you edit this? And then they send me an email so right. I can edit it on my Google Drive. The real world lived before the Google Drive existed. But my point was uh, the one that they sent me, helping me out, giving me an old file, was um, the Patrick Chung draft year. And I was scrolling through. Number one strong safety on my big board was Patrick Chung. Oh, so you're want to take credit. Yes. Okay. Go so ahead. that you're like a draft guru. You know your um, stuff. A draft guru would imply that I'm never wrong because I'm wrong a lot. Okay. I'm a real draft person like Bill Belichick. But you have some hits. I have plenty of hits and plenty of misses. misses. This is from Alden Y. Is Josh McDaniels the problem? Why in the F do you need such a complicated offense to put up the same number of points as other teams are putting up, not just talking about this year? What? He thinks the Patriots' offense is too complicated. Okay. Did he think that for the last 18 years, 17 years, like— Probably not. Okay. It's been the same offense. So don't blame Josh McDaniels on the complication. It started with Charlie Weiss, and it evolved through McDaniels and Billy O'Brien and the whole era. They've added to it. The issue in in question is, does the quarterback acknowledge that it's they're holding to a certain standard? Does he not have enough room for trial and error, right. mistakes to occur, building? Like understanding that maybe if we make some mistakes in September or early October— There'll be plays in late December and January. So, again, I'm a Josh McDaniels rump swab. I admit it. I like him. I think he's a good coach. I think he'll be a good head coach next time he gets a chance. Whatever that may be. Right. But I also don't think he can walk in today and say, listen, this is what we're doing offensively. It's still Bill Belichick's team. Correct. And to me, Bill Belichick has had the same skeleton of a system for 20 years. Right. Right. He was the ar- – my old boss, again, Fred Kirsch, getting quoted twice in this podcast. Who's the architect? Of a team, of a defense. That's Bill. Of course. All these other guys are just they're general going, foremen or whatever. The, like, yeah. they're building the house, but they check the plans that Bill put in front of them. Last one from uh, Joel Shapiro. Ah, you said that with tone. No wonder people don't like you. Last one. <laughs> Assuming Brady comes back, what position outside of tight end and offensive lineman do you think we need to fill? Well, this is a little bit dependent on what happens in free agency. Right. I mean, if both of, Collins and Voino, oh, Van Oy oh, leave, with their, with their own free agent. linebacker is a, is a point of need. Yep. Um, so, yeah, some of their own free agents matter. 
I would also say you need to be better at the wide receiver position. No question. Now, you, you need to add a dependable veteran who, who's not just the Maurice Harris, the Dontrell yeah, Inman. A guy like Muhammad Sunu. No. <laughs> a Although, guy you thought was going to ignite the offense. I did. Why do I keep bringing that up? What an a-hole. Well, no, I was wrong. Okay. I, but I, Any I, I chance. Okay, so you liked Sunu. Yeah. Any chance that after the ankle injury, because that was clearly an issue for some period of time, but see, that gets it blown. became an issue to an excuse people, at some point. Right, people are that was a okay. two, that was a two to three week. But thing. I'm going to assume next summer and then into the season he won't have an ankle injury, yep. and he'll have been here for a year. Any hope that Sanu will become then what you thought he was going to be like a, a real key cog in the passing game, key weapon, define like. I don't know about key. So I, let's just pretend. He, he could be a number three receiver, yes. So not a two. No. Okay. I don't think he so has no. that ability. So then they need to add. Yeah. Okay. Nikhil Harry, same question. No. Two? He's, he's a three. <sighs> like, what do you think? I think there's a better chance Nikhil Harry can become that. If they hit on Nikhil Harry, if you can somehow get all the highs and eliminate the lows, he's a, a, a one slash two. Yeah, I mean, like some has, of the catches and run after just, catch, he like, has but they're ability. Like, yeah, it's just I don't believe it's ever going to be a consistent thing. Well, also, I think how much do you think they dumbed down the playbook for him those last? six You know games? my answer to that though. What? Nothing dumber than a slant, and he screwed up a slant. <laughs> I know. Okay, that's the point that they like. He no, wasn't... but same question. Whole year in the system. I was going to say a whole off season of practice with Brady, but at least some practice with Brady. Like at some two point. or three in June. <laughs> um, yeah, so. You, you you have no upside hope for Sanu or Harry to be the story of the passing game next year. Not like it has to be somebody coming in. See, that's probably the more likely answer is those two, right? Well, who are you going to bring in that's going to light the world I mean. of fire? Now, that, we that, say that all the time, and who knows who it could be. But like... Larry Fitzgerald, he's going to play again. But the, those receivers that will make the impact come with a big price that the Patriots probably can't well, get out. The good news is... Well, let me start with the bad news. The bad news is the Patriots used a first-round pick on wide receiver for the first time ever under Bill Belichick 20 years. Yep. The good news is if they wanted to do it two years in a row, it might work out. this is the best wide receiver class, according to some, in the history of wide receiver it classes. It's loaded. Um, half of them come from Alabama. Their entire team is getting drafted. There's seven first-round picks some people already have. Like, yeah. A, qu- a quarter of the first round could be wide receivers. Like the, the uh, Justin Jefferson from LSU, he's like the fifth or sixth. Right. Yeah, because you got um, Judy is up there. Yep. Um, the Oklahoma. I was going to say, there's an Oklahoma kid. guy. I mean, there's literally seven or eight first round picks. That Clemson, and you picked twenty three. Clemson was Higgins. one of the was one of the later ones, right? In the first and round. you picked twenty three though, so you could maybe have let's the fifth best receiver, fourth best, whatever. But in a historic class, correct? Would they double dip? Yes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady looks left, he's got a rookie. Looks right, he's got Harry. If, what's if the, the, rookie what's can the play? record in the National Football League for a slot receiver targets? Because Edelman might challenge it if that were the case. What if the what if the other rookie that you draft next year is, let's say, A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf? Well, we get back to would they be that guy with Brady? I do. You think So you don't think it's a Brady issue? Yeah, I, I, like if Brady sees right off the bat that, hey, this guy gets it, he knows the system. He can, but what if he doesn't right off the bat? Because that's screwed. not realistic. But what if it takes a little time? Wait, if there's a little adjustment. But period. I think Brady's been around for so long that he knows what he has to see right away. So you and don't he didn't believe see it with Harry? So you believe Brady and her? I mean, Gronk and Hernandez showed Brady immediately that they knew football, they were good, that they were special. He saw potential was there. Yes. 
Okay. Maybe it wasn't like run to perfection right away. Obviously, right? no, but he embraced them. He threw to them. He, yeah, because he's because he, he saw the potential. Well, I think was a serial killer. <laughs> well, I think with Harry, he saw maybe not tough, not like sort of a not what he was looking for. Like there is stuff beyond just the dropping. So you passes. think they could, would, should take a first round wide receiver? I think it should be on the table. On the table. That's one it's of your. Good class. That's one of your greater needs. It is. I, I would say it definitely is. Now there's it uncertainty. It comes with some there. risk, but there's also some uncertainty. That, like, what do they think of Sanu and Harry? The questions I just asked you. Right. Can they be? That's a big factor for if, sure. Also, what do they think of Edelman? Can he continue to be Edelman? Because if you have Edelman at 100 catches and you put Harry in there as a legitimate playmaking two, if not a statistical two, and then the veteran Sanu you can actually rely on, that's not a bad receiving core. Nope. In the upside world. The downside world is Edelman looks older and, and banged up all the time. Harry is what he is. And Sanu is what it, we showed uh, the last We should last probably throw Jacob weeks. Myers in there. Jacoby. Jacob not Jacob. Myers. Jacoby. Uh, yeah. I think it'd be nice for him to fit. I just don't. I, I thought he was thrown out of the trust tree very early. Can you get back in the trust tree? A I don't branch know. of the trust tree. I think. Once a branch breaks, it's broken. We'll see. It's a big offseason for him. I can't say we'll see. That's a terrible way to end a podcast. It's a big offseason. It's a very big offseason. I would argue the biggest offseason in the history of the Patriots, and not just because of Tom Brady. There's a lot of stuff going on. Now, some of it's already playing out, McDaniels and other stuff, but Judge left. You didn't expect that. Right. Musical chairs. You don't know what's going to happen with Scarnecchia. Scarnecchia, Casario. Right. A lot then, going on. Then your own free agents. And luckily, annoying. you know who will be here all offseason to chronicle it? Us. The Off Day Pod. We, uh, not available on Spotify. We got that officially now. So we, we lied to you. It's not available on Spotify. I don't think it ever will be available on no, Spotify. it's a company thing. It's on us. But the good news is if you're listening to us now, just keep getting it however you got it to listen to this one. Right. Whether that's our website, whether that's Apple Podcasts, what, steal it. If you got to jerry-rig something on the internet, we, find a way. Have we announced some? I mean, everyone would just assume we were going, but we're going to the Combine. Well, damn right we assume we're going. No, no, but the podcast. We you know my nickname's Mr. Draft. I know, so of course, you got to be there. My cohort used to be Mrs. Draft, Eric Scalavino, and Grandpa Draft, Paul Perillo. What can you be? I don't know. What's, what's going to happen in this draft when you don't have a table downstairs in that radio area? You have to set up stairs. Who with... said I don't have a table? I've already <laughs> been making plans in that area. Oh, have you? Don't you worry about it. Good. So here's the way it works. If there's one spot at the table, sorry, bud. <laughs> if there's two spots at the table, we're in like Flynn. Oh, that's good. Okay, so it's I'm good. working on it. All right. Good to see you're uh, doing something. I'm, hey, you know me. Prior planning prevents piss-poor performance. We have extra time to plan. So when we get to Indy, I'm already planning tables to work at, and I'm planning There's... meals for dinner. <laughs> Finding a way get to get us steaks, not on the un- intercom tab, since we never won the stupid uh, most followers on Twitter thing, and we kind of just flat out gave up on that. Fact. All right. Uh, that's it for this week, but we'll be back next week probably. Damn right. Definitely Once a week. week. We're doing one a week. Don't yeah. say probably. No, I'm, We're doing a damn podcast a week. We're committing to one week. I'm saying, I am committed. I don't. You don't sound no, committed. I'm committed to one week. I was saying there could be something else that comes up. You ever hear about the pig and the chicken? I'm the pig. You're the chicken. Right. A breakfast. You know what I'm saying? I do. Good way. No, you don't. I do. To explain it. No. See, you don't get it. The pig is committed. He gives his life for breakfast. The chicken, loosely committed. Gives you an egg, but still goes about its business. Life lessons with Andy Hart.